Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's Mortgage Mentor. With more than 30 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings, you'll learn to take your mortgage practice to new heights. Certified Mortgage Planner and CEO of KineticSparkConsulting.com. Here is Jennifer Duplessis. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis. And again, I want to say thank you so much for listening in and sharing with your friends. And, oh, my gosh, all of the wonderful um, instant messages I get and the personal message, you know, the private messages I get online about the impact that this podcast is having on you and your career. And I just want to say thank you so much again. If you're brand new, welcome. Welcome to our family, and I hope that you enjoyed today's um, episode, and I'd like to take this opportunity to introduce my special guest today, Mark Demetrio, and let me tell you a little bit about Mark. He's a nationally recognized mortgage banker. He's a best-selling author, which we'll talk about his book when we get um, through the, through the uh, podcast a little bit. He's a top-rated mo- motivational speaker. Um, he's going to be speaking at Mastermind um, on the Top Producers panel this year in Vegas, in June, so if you're heading out there, um, you'll get a chance to uh, watch him uh, and listen to him. He also has um, had the opportunity to speak with Tony, Tony Robbins and Barbara Corcoran, so much, you know, so much like I have as well, Mark. We were talking about this too, um, that we both had the opportunity to speak with them. He's an authority on real estate and finance. Um, he's been quoted in articles like the New York Times, the Huffington Post, Reuters. Um, Reuters, I should say, the Associated Press, etc. Um, he's a top-producing guy and just a, a great guy. And so let me tell you how I met him. So Mark and I were speaking at NAMBA a few weeks ago down in Atlanta, and um, he, too, was um, a speaker, and he, too, uh, is an author. And so that's how we met, and uh, we hit it off, and I said, well, you have to be on the podcast. So, so welcome, Mark. Happy to have you with us today. Thank you, Jen. Wonderful introduction. It was so gracious of you, and I'm so happy to be on. And, uh, yes, it was such a, a pleasure and a gift of, of, of us meeting. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah. You know, I, wanted to, I want to talk about that just for a minute. It you know, wasn't planned, but it never is. <laughs> uh, you know about the power of connection. You know, um, when you go to conferences and things, you know, there's a tendency to hang out with your buds and your friends. And it's always good when you can expand, you know, your um, – your knowledge of the business, obviously, with other and new people. And one of the things that was, it's kind of a funny story. I mean, I knew Christine going down, Christine Beckwith, who was on our, um, our show last last week. And, uh, you know, so Christine and I kind of knew each other, but I didn't know you. I don't think she, maybe she sort of knew you. Um, the three of us started hanging out together, coming from, you know, different different areas and, and everything. And, uh, and then we ended up bringing a few more people into our little clique, right, yes. at the very end and had a last, um, you know, dancing, and I was proving my my dancing skills to everybody, but um, we, uh, you know, it's so important when you go to a networking event like that, that you don't just huddle around the people that you went with. It's so important to expand your knowledge, so, you know, I, uh, and so as a result of that, 
you know, here you are on this podcast. You're going to be um, on uh, Mortgage Coach with Dave Savage because I know Dave and got that connection. And so we, we're making all these connections for one another. And I think that that's, you know, just the power of networking and how it works. So it's wonderful. So Mark, well listen. Well spoken. I have plans for you well, too as well. So good stuff. Well, thank you. Thank you. So let's, let's talk about you and your career. So I know you've been in the business. Um, I think you had told me like, what, 14, 15 years, maybe a different Go, Going on 12. 13. 13 as of August. Okay. Yeah, so, so um, you know, obviously none of us go to school to be in the mortgage business, but what was the transition that brought you to uh, mortgages? So interesting transition. So I was actually a chief operating officer of a financial company for eight years, and I had got, gotten bought out. I was a, a co-founder there as well, so me and my partner got bought out by the president, and I actually was thinking about what I wanted to do with my life at that point, you know, and I was have all my financial licenses, and I was a C-level guy, and I had insurance and investment experience, and I looked at all the things that I could do, and actually the mortgage business to me is what really popped out because I said, you know, with my experience and, and expertise and relationships and reputation, if I go into this mortgage space, this was 2005 now at the time, um, I believe that I'll do very, very well because of, again, what I just mentioned. And, um, and I didn't really have a lot of people that I was close with in my network that was in mortgages, which is kind of weird because I'm very networked. So it was kind of like the light bulb went off to say, I'm going to go in this space and just kill it. And and, you know, fortunately, it's kind of what happened. But uh, that's really what, what it was. It was really more of a, like a revelation to say, this is where I want to go. And then so let, me, let me try and see what happens and never look back. Yeah, and I think that's kind of interesting because I know a lot of people that were in mortgage lending and went into the financial sector and vice versa. You know, and, and of course, you know, as I've talked before, I, I feel we're in the financial sector. We are not in the real estate sector, so to speak. Correct. Um, and we need to be aware of that all the time, you know, is that right. we, we need to talk finances. So, okay, so you get in the business and you're, you know, plugging along as a newbie and things. What, what would the, the mark today tell the mark back then to accelerate his success? So, you know, so getting in the business, and you made a good point about the financial knowledge. I'm, I'm a very astute financial professional, you know, well-spoken about finances and people's, you know, uh, guidance for people, things like that. So that's a big part of what we do. It's a big selling feature of who makes, who makes it in this business, who doesn't at times. So I had right. that going in. So that helped me greatly. But as far as, you know, looking back now, what I would have done differently I think one of the things that, you know, just not having enough time, I think attending closings, like for purchases especially, you know, I look back and unfortunately I've been just, I've been cranking out, you know, numbers every year. So it's been so busy to try and get to every closing. But I think the closings are just such an invaluable opportunity to meet both lawyers, both realtors and, and, and the client, of course, to be there. But that's just an, an hour, you know, an hour long, or if you just come in and leave halfway through, uh, it's an invaluable opportunity to have, you know, the realtor and the client gloat, gloat about how great you are, let's just say, for a few minutes, and then meet four new people. So it's just it's pretty powerful. Uh, that's one thing I wish I would have done differently, and maybe I would have done a whole lot more business, but that's one. And I think just overall, I think the, you know, the business itself, um, you know, when you're meeting people, you know, I think, I think tying in early, early on, I think, you know, the opportunity of every single person you meet um, along the way, you know, there's capturing them in a database, you know, I mean, it's important. And I did that, you know, after the first couple of years, but I think the database capturing and then marketing to your database and keeping in touch with people, you know, is very, very important. And I think if you're a memorable person and people to meet you in a couple minutes or 
longer than that and feel that you're an expert or you're a solid individual, you know, having them remember you is huge. So those touches through email or now with social media is also very important. So that's just the kind of two takeaways of, of, let's say, database management, marketing to your people, or really all contacts, including your closed loans and prospects, and then on the purchase side uh, at the closings. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really important. And I was going to ask you, you know, so putting them in your database isn't enough. You've got to have some type of a campaign um, and a process to put in place. So what are you seeing now? And I know you're a branch manager as well. So what are you seeing now that everyone's doing to keep in touch, to keep in top of, uh, on top of mind? And, and by the way, what's, what uh, CRM or system do you use for that? Because I know the listeners like hearing what everybody uses. Yes, yeah, so absolutely. So I will tell you that during the refi boom in the uh, 09, 10, 11, 12, those years, even back then, so I have, I have a company I called, it's called uh, it Open Moves right now, um, and it's called Open Moves. I pay. It's like, a, it's like a constant contact. I was using constant contact, mm-hmm. but I felt like I got blocked so much because I think a lot yeah, of companies everybody blocked uses constant contact. It. Yeah. Yes. So I moved to a company, a kind of no-name company in a way, you know, found them online. It's called Open Moves. They've done similar to what Constant Content does, but it's really just for my email marketing system, that's it. But I want to make a, a point with this. So in those refi boom years, I would get – I mean, I email my, my, my list of people, and then there's something informational. I do like a real estate update or mid-month update, something informative, not just spamming them with sales stuff. But what would happen is I would literally get you know, 15 to 20 inquiries during those, the refi boom years. It was just insane. I would pick up so many opportunities from those email blasts going out. And I fast forward now, I can tell you I have 6,000 people, 7,000 people on my list. And this is all everybody I've ever met, you know, my closed loans and prospects and all my referral sources. Can I tell you how many, how few of response they get now from those emails? And and for years it's been now. And I can tell you, and I've been seeing this now for two, three years, people are inundated with emails and they're just either you know, either just not looking at me, deleting them or unsubscribing. I mean, it's just, it's kind of not working. So for your listeners, the email blast kind of really is not a solution anymore as it was for me big time in the five years. So you still need to do it. I do it because as long as they just see my name, I don't know what business is coming from that, but as long as they see my name in the, you know, from the email or in the subject line, that's kind of enough for me, I guess, to keep my name out there. But you absolutely cannot rely on that anymore. And I never only, never did only, but it was a big source of income for me. Or business, yeah. so that that's just a point to make a point on that. But the the social media um, is is becoming bigger and bigger. But also, you know, eventually that's going to get saturated. So I'm going to tell you that the tried and true way of being successful in this business is the things that you and I do. You know, I had a radio show for two years that separated me from the pack. I'm a public speaker. I'm an educator. I'm a certified instructor. I speak throughout the state to CPAs, financial planners, realtors to give them license credits. I mean, I'm an educator. So as an expert in my space, I'm on stage in front of 100 or five. 600 people at a clip being an educator. They're there to listen to me to get credits. It's powerful, very powerful. It's better marketing you can ever imagine. So you need to really go outside the box and figure out how you can speak more, how you can educate more, separate yourself from the pack. But these email blasts and social media, I think it's going to continue to get saturated personally. So yeah, that was a little bit long, so long well, answer, and that's No, that's okay because that's what I was thinking is, is – um, you know, if if emails aren't working, what's the next, you know, what is your next best thing? And I can tell you, you know, yesterday alone, I recorded 17 videos um, because I, I videotape everything. You know, thank you for the referral. Um, not all the time. I mix it up. I have a system that says mail, email this time, text that time, call that time. But, you know, I did 17 videos yesterday. Um, a lot were annual mortgage reviews, birthdays. 
and some thank yous, you know, and some follow-up, too. I mean, that's, that's something that, that I've been doing um, a lot lately, especially as rates are going up. I'm following up via video saying, hey, listen, we might want to circle back together, re- re-talk about what the market looks like and how rates have changed and how that might impact what you're out there looking for. Instead of saying, hey, I issued a pre-approval letter two and a half months ago and they're still looking, that may not be the same situation anymore. Um, and that's... Right. You know, that's a basic, regardless of interest rates. You know, they say they're going to buy a condo and it's turned to a townhouse, et cetera. So, okay, so thank you for sharing that information. Um, so what do you think was your tipping point? You know, you're out there and you're meeting everybody and you're putting people in your database and you've got some type of drip campaign going on and stuff. But what do you think was really your tipping point that took you from just being a regular producing loan officer to, you know, now being, you know, a 50 to 70 or 65 or whatever your number is, million-dollar producer helping 200 families a year. Yes. So, you know, it's interesting with me because it was more of a gradual build for me. So um, as the strategy that I put in place for any loan officer I've trained. So from day one, when I started in this business, I I pretty much, my focus was to meet new people, forge relationships, be memorable and stay connected with them. So it was constantly, you know, meeting an accountant, you know, meeting an attorney, meeting a financial planner, meeting a realtor, you know, going out to breakfast, lunch, or dinner, telling them, let's get together with, with, you know, some people. I have wine tasting events several times a year where I invite those people, the people that I feel are just our players are good, solid people. I'll call them instead of a word players, just solidly well-connected people that I want to keep in my world and hopefully refer business to as well. I have wine tasting events four times a year. So I now I build up this wine tasting event, networking event, and I have anywhere from 50 to hundred people come and they're there because in my email, I say, I'm one posting another wine tasting event. The purpose of this event is to help you network with my people, with my people, my connections to help give back to you. And I'm going to walk around the room and introduce people to each other. And it's very powerful. So I have a very solid group of people that come to that. So not to go off on a tangent, but I've kind of built my, my career for the last 13 years, kind of continually doing this, build, building and meeting people, you know, doing expos, doing the speaking engagements, having the radio show, you know, doing a great job here. So it's kind of just built on its own. It was really never a tipping point. You know, I've been the number one guy here for 12 years in a row with this company, and that's kind of also crazy to even say that, but it's the truth. So I've just been kind of cranking along and just doing doing the same things and also adding some more. But I think the most important thing for me is, is and for anyone listening, is to, to, you know, to kill your clients with service, the response time, the, you know, the, the ability to be available, give them the answers they need, and just have the service be so incredible right through the end that it was so memorable that they're definitely going to come back and refer people. So for me, there wasn't that one tipping point because my numbers were always going up. The refi boom years were bigger. I think I did 75 million a couple years in a row. Now I'm doing 50 to 60 on regular years. Um, but that's, you know, that's kind of the deal. It was really just, the, just the doing all the right things and doing more of the right things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, and I think that that's a really good point, and I hope that everybody heard that too because there are so many people that just, and I have to say, even in my own office, you know, that are, uh, I say this all the time, like cats on a marble floor, but I, I mean, really, it's just silly to watch because, you know, I'm doing mailers. No, I'm not doing mailers. Now I'm going to do buy leads. Now I'm going to go and try to join 50,000 different networking things. And, oh, and now, you know, I, I can buy listings. And now I want to work with some realtors, but not really. But now I want to be a designated this. And so I'm going to go become that. And there's no staying power. And that the problem with that is that you become a jack of all trades, master of nothing, right? Right. right but yeah. but also you get no traction. There's no traction in any lane, in any right. of the lanes that are there, and this is not a business that is a silver bullet. It's just not. Nope. We get handed a silver bullet every couple of years for a refi boom, 
Right, but when right. that's gone, and so, and I've never really fit, focused on, re, I do refinances when low-hanging fruit's there, I take it. And I do them periodically, you know, here and there through my annual mortgage reviews, but my focus is on purchase, you know, and actually my focus is on clients from financial planners. And if that's right. a purchase, great. And if that right. is a refi, great. But this is a marathon. And I think that that's a really good point, too, is, is saying, you know, that I really didn't have a tipping point. Um, sometimes people have tipping points because it's, um, you know, I finally decided I needed a CRM instead of my right. phone. Right. Try something new. Right. Try something new. <laughs> something revolutionary. <laughs> I, right. 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 Or I finally decided to hire an assistant. Sometimes that's, you know, that's the tipping point as well. Um, but, yeah, so I, I just think that that's a really good point. Okay, so what are you doing today? And, and you kind of talked about it, but, you know, in today's market where it's so competitive, um, price compression, um, you know, and I'm sure you have up there that we do here is, you know, thousands of offers and it's just unbelievable. Now we're waiving appraisals. We're waiving home inspections. This is what our clients are doing now. It's crazy. Right. Um, what are some of the things that you're doing or looking forward? You know, here we are at the end of the first quarter of 2018. Looking forward, what are some of the things that you're going to be implementing or, or changing? I, t- I tend to call them, what are you going to stop, start, keep, or enhance moving right. forward? Right. So, so good. So good point. So, um, so a couple of things I'm doing personally right now. So I have a staff of three people to hear that work for me personally. And I actually, um, and I just, you know, operationally, I do very little operationally, you know, I, it's a very well oiled machine here, but I think, um, and we talked about this even off airs that having a loan officer yeah. assistant, a licensed LOA is going to change my life and change my business without question. Um, you know, I've been working my business. I mean, I do a lot. I mean, I'm very, very busy meetings and breakfasts and networking and expos and speaking. So I'm maxed out with my time in life. But I'm actually I'm bringing I'm going to I'm bringing on and looking to bring on a very solid LOA assistant, which will help give me some more quality of life per se, and also will hopefully you know enhance my production by at least 25 to 40 percent easily without question, because I can be out pretty much and this is a powerful statement from people that have a network I could be out every day for breakfast and lunch maybe even dinner if I wanted to with a, one of my referral sources either accountant attorney planner banker realtor mm-hmm. take them to a nice lunch or breakfast just get together how can I help you how can I bring you business? What can I do to, to, you know, enhance your life is the questions I'd be asking them, of course, first. Then, of course, they're going to want to reciprocate. But I can do that every day of the week for the next many years without even meeting another new person. That's how crazy right. my database is. That's right. So just doing right. that alone. Um, and I'll tell you a funny thing. When I first got out of college, believe it or not, I was in the mortgage business for a year before oh, I wow, I know. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. That's cool. Yeah, I wish I would have stayed. I would be retired by now. But uh, it was 1991. Right. And uh, the, the company that came into my college said, you know, you can build a business. You can build a territory, come and work for us. So I tried it out for a year, and um, it really went really well, and then I moved on to something even better. But the, the way that that outfit was set up is they were, there were two partners. One partner was the outside guy. He was country clubs and networking and meetings and breakfasts and lunches and dinners and had a great life, never came in the office hardly ever. And the other guy was the in-house president of the company, the partner, was in there grinding away, running the business. And that's I always remembered that, and I've kind of built my business that way to the point where I am now. But now, and so... I want to get to the point where I'm really out more now, not working in my business, but working for my business. And, um, you know, listen, there's a big, there's a big challenge with, you know, nobody can, you know, talk to clients as good as you can, or, you know, if you're 
a really good, you know, person on the phone or a good, uh, you know, I don't want to use a salesperson. I'm just, I'm a very good consultant. So when people call in, I make them feel very comfortable and very knowledgeable. There's a, a salesmanship you have to have when you're dealing with clients to make them feel comfortable with you. It's not just selling, it's but, but salesmanship. You're selling yourself, your services, your expertise. So I'm very, very good at that. I capture like 95% of people that call in, even if they're shopping around or talking to three different people. So I have that ability with people. And um, so I know that if I bring someone in my office, they may not have such a high capture rate, but that's okay because I'll still bring in so much more production by being out bringing in business and make, making uh, more connections and doing more speaking or whatever it is. So you have to look at that and say, you know what, maybe they won't close as many deals per se or capture each one, but if I'm out bringing in more opportunities, then, then at the end of the day, we'll have more business. So it's kind of powerful for people like you and I know other successful people that branch to that level and say, I got I to gotta build my business more now, work, not work in my business as much. Um, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And you and I talked, yeah. yeah, and we talked about that too, you know, the, and I've yeah. said before, you know, I, I, I just am at a, it's, it's sad sometimes too, because I'm at a detriment where I, I just don't, I don't even know how to log into the system and pull credit. Right. I, I could pro, I know I can do it because I've done it before, but it would just be very taxing for me to do that. And really that's not where my highest and best use is. It's better absolutely. being out, you know, in the market. So absolutely. if you, if you were talking to someone and hiring someone who's brand new in the business or, you know, has, let's say has a year in the business or was a loan officer assistant to somebody and they said, you know, um, Hey, listen, getting, being a loan officer is the sexiest thing in the world. You guys make all this money. You're out gallivanting all the time. And I'm stuck here at the office and I'm, I think I want to be a loan officer and they decide they're going to be a loan officer. What's the first thing and number one thing you'd tell them to do to be successful? Well, this is great because this is what I've done with a lot of people in the past. So, you know, you know, the old, the old uh, salesperson's uh, mantra of, okay, make a list of a hundred people or your manager will tell you, make a list of a hundred yeah. people, you know, and that's your attack list. Well, yeah. mine's a little different twist than that. And this is really powerful when people hear this and it wakes, it wakes them up when, when I'm done saying this, this uh, little uh, statement here. There's a difference between making a list of 100 people you know and, and, and then going deeper than that. I say, I want you to make a list of the people that you know in your life that love you and care for you, think the world you would do anything for you. That's your power list. And that's friends, family, and immediate colleagues. And you should be able to get to dozens of people. Dozens. It could mm-hmm. be 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 people. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'll even include on there people that you know very well. It could be your tailor, or your, you know, your people, the person at the diner that you know real well, wherever you patronize, wherever you pay money for services as well, because they're, you know, you're a client of theirs. And then I tell them with those people, every one of those people probably has a CPA or accountant, probably has an attorney that they either use or know very well. Same thing with the CPA. They may use them or know someone very well. Financial planner, banker, realtor. Okay. So what happens with that list is they make that list, and I've seen this dozens and dozens of times. They make that list, and let's just say it's their you know, Uncle John. They call their Uncle John. Uncle John, financial planner, accountant, attorney, lawyer, um, uh, realtor, and uh, banker. And they have to say, oh, yeah, well, actually, my brother's an attorney. I, I don't know if you knew that. He's an attorney in New York. And my other cousin's a realtor. And my good friend's a CPA. And whatever it may be, you go down a list of people that he has close contacts with, people that are going to take your call because he emails them and say, hey, my nephew's in the business, a mortgage business. I'd like you to meet with him and see what you could do to help him or help each other. So it's, it's, a, it's a campaign, but it, it's a lot of work. But this is how you can absolutely exponentially grow your business very quickly. 
because the power of this business is relationships. That's how I built my business and my success. It's all about the relationships. So meeting these people, and I built from day one, one by one by one. That was my strategy. Not It was definitely a marathon. It was about building these relationships and making them solid, get that first referral from that person and then just kill them with service. And then the client calls the referral source back. So that it was the best opportunity. The best thing you could have done is refer me to Mark for a mortgage. So it kind of builds on itself. So that's the power of this business. If you can do that and do it well, um, that's it. It's short, short and sweet. That's, that's the best, best way to build your business. And that's for anybody at any level, even experienced people right now, if they do that. Yeah. Oh, I think so. Because they're, they're saying, hey, I've run out of um, realtors to have relationships with because they right. keep coming and going. Right. Now they have other lenders in front of them. Um, right. And you and I have talked about this, too, is that um, we, don't, we, have, we have realtor relationships, but we don't focus on realtor relationships. And that's not to say that that's not the way to, that's the way to do it. I mean, I know plenty of people who have thousands of realtor relationships. Um, I'm just saying that that's just not the play that, you know, that I've taken on, and I know that's something you don't do uh, as much. As right. Well. My model is my model is to work with all advisors and you know and realtors. Um, you know, every single mortgage person I knew from day one was chasing realtors or wants realtors business, and that's great. And I have I like the realtors as well. But if I could forge relationships with accounts, attorneys, bankers, and planners, financial mm-hmm. planners that know me as a very credible mortgage expert to get the job done for their clients, they look at me as an incredibly valuable resource to them, and they want to just be able to tell the client, listen, I got someone's going to take care of you, call Mark. And so it's yeah. a little different. The realtor world, unfortunately, they're pushed to say, give three names. The, the, a lot of the boards push the realtors to do that. The management pushes them to do that. And that's fine. So it's just, it's a different model. And, you know, uh, having been a CPE instructor for CPAs even prior to this business, so I was already in that world too, to some degree. So it's a, it's a great model, very hard to build if you don't have a, you know, I want to say a very good reputation or, you know, you're not an expert per se, because it's hard to get business from those advisors unless they really, really, really know you or really, really can trust you. So you got to build the trust and the relationship little by little, you know, that's it. it takes, yeah. And uh, you have to speak their language, you know, recognize Absolutely. that you're not, you have to change the way your approach is. You're not a realtor, yep. you know, not going to a realtor saying, how can I help your business grow? You're saying, how can I help your clients? Right. And, how can I be a resource know, I, for you? Right. That, yeah, and, and I think that one of the things that's so powerful about working with financial planners and, and CPAs and divorce attorneys and all of that is that they don't work on weekends. Right, yeah, um, <laughs> very true. Let me tell you something, very true. They don't true. give three names. Yep, they don't yep, give three true. names. They get very right, true. and yep. they give business whether rates are great or not, whether the market yep. is hot or not. Yep. Um, unfortunately, people, you know, people don't say, well, look, we're not going to get divorced because interest rates are higher. Right, right. We're not going to, uh, you're not going to pass away because the market isn't successful right, right now. Right, right, right. Uh, your kids aren't going to stop going to college just because the market's hot or not. And, and so these life um, events that happen are really critical in that relationship. So if we can give you any piece of advice, you know, you're really going after the life events as opposed to the one life event, which is I'm buying, I'm moving. Right, and I'm going to tell you, you, you hit the head on the nail. Let me tell you how powerful that is, what you just said. And if listeners are listening to this portion only, you you talk about the life events. Estate planning attorneys, great referral sources. People pass away. They have three heirs. One wants to buy the other one out and keep the house. That's great right there. you got bankruptcy attorneys, also same thing, helping bankruptcy bailouts. People, you know, been paying on time now. Let's get them a mortgage. you got divorce attorneys, great another niche. Reverse mortgages also plays into elder care attorneys. You know, you can go down the list, financial planners. They want to have their clients taken care of. They're looking to take care of some finances. Or, you know, I, I actually I'll add another one to that. I'll add in, uh, I have people that help with student, student loan. Um, I, have, I have people out there that help 
with families with, with college education or college loans, helping them format or find their way to get money or grants or things of that nature. I get so much business from them because at times they got to pull money out of the house for college. So you yeah. look at all these little niches, a realtor to me is a niche. So you hit the head on the nail with this, and it's just a matter of getting yourself into all those spaces, being a speaker, you know, being an expert, you know, navigating through the sources, but having a lot of different revenue sources to me, and that's how I run my business. As a CEO, these are all revenue sources, all revenue yeah. streams from different, different opportunities or different niches. That's you know, you got FHA, 203K, you know, be a 203K expert, you know, be an yeah, FHA expert. Or home expert. style. I mean, yeah, any of them. Home style, you know, yeah, home style, all those. It doesn't home matter. Great. Yeah, all those, absolutely. <laughs> or non-QM. Yeah. I mean, if your company's yeah, offering non-QM, I mean, yeah, non-QM is a huge market as well. Okay, right. so thank you for sharing all of that. And so, and for reiterating what I what I have said as well. Uh, okay, so I'm, I want to move into, um, as we find it, you know, close up here, as we finalize our conversation, that your your recent book that has just been, re- actually, has been released. I know January I'm waiting for a copy, was, yes. by the way. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping well, I'm Monday. hoping you'll I'm going to see you next week. Yeah, I, you I promise it. you and Christine are getting a signed copy Monday. That was my plan. Okay, great. Great. Yes. Okay, so um, so your book is called Lessons from My Grandfather, Wisdom and Success in Business and in Life. And I'd just like to chat briefly about that so that we can tout this. And I know, you know, we, people can get it on Amazon and they can contact you and get it directly if they want a signed copy. But tell yes. us a little bit about the book and why, why uh, you wrote it. Yes, thank you for that. Yes, so the book, the reason for the book, and it did come out January 16th, and I was very fortunate to have Barbara Corcoran endorse the cover, which was awesome. So she's been, you know, I, I, as I said, I've spoken with her, as you have, but um, added some extra credibility to the book, if, if, you know, that helps in everything we do, a little extra credibility. But the book itself, um, the main reason I wrote it is because my grandfather was a, an unbelievable mentor and inspiration to me in my life. You know, without going into too much of the book, you know, he left home at 16 years old from Cyprus. It's an you know, island, it's a country out, way out uh, west. And um, he uh, wanted to be something in life. He wanted to not be poor. He wanted to make something of his uh, life and be somebody and, you know, go on and um, get off the dirt and the, uh, the, the sand where he was from, a really poor area, like I said. So he has, he has really reached out to the world and came here to Ellis Island at uh, 20 years old. And fast forward, he retired 60 millionaire and lived to 97 and had 37 wonderful years uh, with his family and friends and us and all that good stuff. But the real main reason I wrote it is because – to have my grandfather as my mentor and best friend and guiding light with all his wisdom and how much he taught me in life, and he succeeded in life in a very big fashion. He was just an unbelievable man of like philosophy and wisdom and, and guidance and just a, just a tremendous individual. And, and 10 years after he passed away, I said to myself, it is just a shame that this man is no longer on this earth. He was such an amazing mentor, amazing individual. You know, I've been successful off the back of all the things he's taught me. My mother and father are great mentors in a way too, but just really driving from him. And I said, I need to share this man with the world. I need to give the world a mentor because I was advantaged in life to have him without a doubt. You know, I always thought about how hard he worked. He came here and shined shoes to start out. Even some of the things he'd say to me is that, you know, when I was shining shoes, Mark, when I just got here in Ellis Island and got on the streets and he goes, you know, I was so happy to have a job, you know, and the fact that I had labor and I was meeting people and I was doing a good job. I realized at a young age that because I was so passionate about what I was doing, I was happy to be working. I was doing a great job for people. They kept coming back to see me and they were happy to talk to me and you know I didn't feel like I was beneath them you know I realized at a young age you know by working hard and having passion for what you do and never feeling that you're above or beneath anybody there's something about that so this is the kind of stuff he would talk about which is powerful stuff so so you know I always thought about these words and he taught me so much and there's so much in my book packed in like this but I wrote it truly to inspire motivate and empower the world and it could be thousands or millions one day with the message from him and the message of just success in life and business because of the 
from really from learning from him, I was advantaged and I have been successful. So you take a guy that came from nothing was successful. I mean, I've been fortunate to be successful learning again a lot from what he's taught me and I've implemented a lot. So, you know, it's kind of like, here's the book, here's the secret to life and here's the secret to business and success. So that's kind of why I wrote it, you know, to give back to the world. And, and I didn't have to do it because it took me a lot of time and money, but I kind of had to do it. You know, that's kind of how I felt I needed to share this. Yeah, and I love it, and I love it, and you and I have talked a lot about, you know, what's in it and life, and, and it's just great. So, you know, I think that this book, um, one, you know, please go out and buy it. You know, get the book. Um, get my book, right? If you haven't got my book, you need to get yeah, mine too. Yeah, yours is but, awesome too. But, but get out there and, you know, get his book and then share it with the world. You know, share it with your referral partners and your financial planning partners. I mean, all of these people, um, these are great ways for you to – uh, cultivate that relationship and bring it in even closer um, when you can share a book that has touched you in the hope that it will touch them and make a difference in their life. So w- whatever book it is, but get, get Mart's book and, you know, see what he has to say and see what his grandpa had to say, more importantly. What, 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 is, what was your grandpa's name, by the way? I didn't ask so it's, Yeah, so it's really, uh, it's, well, it's Americanized. Charlie Pistis was really what his name was here, but Haralalabos. Giorgio Pistis is the Greek name, but yeah, so Charlie, wow. he went by Charlie, he went by Charlie. Yeah, um, yeah but that thank was God. The, uh, well, yeah, exactly, yeah, <laughs> but much easier, much easier, much easier. But yes, yeah, so it is available, like, you know, it's right on Amazon, lessons from my, if you type in lessons from my grandfather, it's, it's lessons from my grandfather, wisdom for success in business and life. It is on Amazon, and uh, the easiest and quickest way to get it, but it's, uh, yeah, it's a great read, and I, I've had such tremendous feedback uh, from everyone that's reading it, and the reviews and endorsements, so I'm just so blessed that it's, it's out there, and it's doing what I wanted to do, and I've had texts and emails from people I don't even know that, like, Louis, I was crying reading your books. I, you know, I've been working so hard and struggling. I read this book. It's inspired me. And, you know, you're, I had a relationship with my grandfather like you did. And just it, remember, it reminded me so much of his wisdom. And so I just, I'm touching so many people. Um, and I'm speaking a lot. I go out to colleges and high schools and speak a lot. to give back to the young, younger generation. And I'm going into businesses now, uh, the young professional groups, and then also, you know, executives. And so I'm using that as a platform to bring back the message of, of just goodness in life and how to succeed and just doing the right thing and all the different little secrets that are involved in that. Aren't we lucky listening to him? This is great. Well, thank you. Well, no, you're, you're I, <laughs> well, thank you. Well, I, I want to say thank you for spending time for, with us today and um, enlightening us on your success and, and tidbits that we can take to amplify our success as well and appreciate, you know, all, all of the um, insight that you have as well. And just thank you. Thank you very you're much. Welcome. I hope you no, had a good my, time my here pleasure. as well. Thank you so much. Listen, it's my pleasure. I I always do speaking to you. And yes, a pleasure being on the uh, podcast. And hopefully the listeners will get a lot out of it. I'm sure they they love listening to you every week because you're you're a ball of uh, energy and have a lot of wisdom to share. So it's great stuff. Well, thank you. Thank you. Well, listen, again, thank you so much for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Please pay this forward by sharing it with all of your colleagues, all of your realtor friends, even financial planners. I mean, everything that's in this podcast is about growth, personal and professional growth, right? So let's get everybody out there growing and feeling good about the market and and moving forward. So again, I say thank you so much. Please don't forget to write reviews and we will catch you next time on Mortgage Lending Mastery. Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a comment or rating. Get more free email updates, transcripts, selling and education resources, and Jen's upcoming speaking events. Just visit our website at kineticsparkconsulting.com.